0: Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. Demi is out today, so you just got me, Jordan Edwards. And my guest today is a very talented singer-songwriter who's finally releasing his debut album. Please welcome Sam Henshaw. What's going on,
1: Sam? Hey, man, I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So as you can tell from my intro, curious about, you know, why has it taken it so long for you to release your full-length debut album?
1: hmm um yeah just it's been i think sort of every situation that that we've kind of been in has just not been the right time or you know um we've been in we've been in you know the circumstances just haven't allowed for it and so i think now we're finally in a in a place in a stage where, where we can actually do it like i've wanted to release release an album uh this entire time but it's just been it's been um it's just not, yeah, things just haven't gone the way that uh we wanted them to for us to do it. So, yeah, it feels good though. It feels like, yeah, I think it was just one of those things of like the timing just is, is right now. It just, yeah, it happened as it was supposed to, I guess.
0: Now the album's called Untidy Soul. Uh Can you tell us a little bit about that title, where that title came from?
1: Yeah. Um So for like the longest time, I think I've always been someone that, And I think, I'm I'm not going to say it like I'm the only person that does it, but I think we've, you know, we live in a time where artists and people like just sort of from my generation, we grew up on so many different styles and genres of music that we've, you know, we've been influenced by so much of them so heavily that we like put it into our music. And so for me, I never really felt like I I fit in entirely in, in specific genres because I was always just putting in all these different types of styles into my music so it never felt like it was one thing and so um, I remember just like getting in and to be fair it wasn't like I think it started being a bit more confirmed um, when people would um, say to me stuff like well not even say to me I, I remember like it was hard for people to put me on like playlists. And I was told actually one time that like, yeah, they did, they just didn't know where to put you on certain playlists, like for radio and stuff like that. Right. Just, oh, flip. And to some degree I took it as a compliment. And then on the other side, it was just kind of like, oh, damn. Like, yeah, people just don't know where to put me.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like you're unwanted, like the unwanted child or something.
1: Yeah. It felt kind of misfit. It was, um, yeah, know, it, it was, you know, some, sometimes it was cool and then other times it was like, all right, this is annoying now. Like, I, I think these are pretty good songs. I just kind of want them to be played somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and so anyway, I remember like getting, I would do like interviews or I would have conversations with people and they would always ask me stuff like, "Um, you know, how would you describe your sound? And I think one time I just got into, I think I was, yeah, I was doing an interview and I must've just said it's it like messy, untidy soul. And um. I was like, oh, flip that kind of like. I remember just kind of feeling like that could be something that's kind of cool to me, and um, yeah, and I just hold on to it for a really long time. And then I think the other half of of it was, and that, and and then eventually when it came down to like coming up with an album name, I was like, oh, that untidy soul thing was pretty cool. Let me roll with that. And yeah. then I think the other half of it was just about me as a person and just like understanding and coming to the coming to terms with the fact that you know internally I'm a bit of a mess and and I can be a mess and just learning to be not okay with it but understanding that like that's just kind of how we are as humans but the idea I guess behind it all is to you know every morning every moment that we sort of wake up and every day we get is an opportunity to like work on that and you know, clean up and become better. And so, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of the idea behind untidy soul.
0: Yeah. It's funny that I, I interpreted as the second, the second interpretation of that. You were talking about that your, your, your personal soul was untidy, that you have a lot of things going on inside your body and your head and stuff. Yeah. I, I wanted to kind of compare your newer music with the stuff you came out with the sound experiment EPs you did. Um, you know, in 2015, 16, that era. And I I think that like the difference is um, you're, you're now known for this like warm kind of early seventies inspired, you know, Stax records, Bill Withers kind of warmth to your, but the sound experiment EPs kind of they're cleaner and they feel more, I don't know, they feel more um, emotional or something. I don't know how to, how to describe it, but, but, how do you feel like when you listen to that music from that era, how do you feel about it now?
1: So interesting hearing like that from someone else's perspective. I was, I was funny. My manager and I, we were on the phone yesterday and we were going through all the old music and just stuff that I had written that never came out um, Mm -hmm. and stuff. And you know what? I, I, I genuinely loved what I did. It felt like, um, Cause I think the older I'm getting now, the more I'm realizing like how many people actually heard that stuff when I was making it and and how much of an impact it made on like people's lives. And, um, you know, just, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, and it, the stuff I was listening to at that time as well, I think was very reflective of what I was creating. Um, I was, I was super into like just blues and, 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 um, you know like folk music and country and, and rock and stuff and just like singer-songwriter vibes yeah. and and you know loved holding a guitar and um, still love that stuff now but yeah it was like I was just like deep in it and was just like listening to everything that I possibly could and, and going as deep into it and educating myself on it as much as I possibly could and so I love I loved uh, yeah I think I, I love all that stuff and I think the stories behind it was funny. We were like this. We were like literally remembering some of the stories behind some of those songs and what I was like going through at the time of like creating some of those songs. Like I remember with Redemption, I was the Redemption story. It's kind of weird, but it was it was it was interesting. Like when I had made Redemption, I basically went missing. To like everyone, I honestly, I don't really remember what I was. Not purposely missing, Not you weren't kidnapped kidnapped or anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I was like at my friend's house for like three or four days and just no one could get through to me. And and I kind of went on like a bit of a bender. And Mm -hmm. my manager came from, um, he came out. So I was like studying on like the other side of the country and my manager came all the way from um, London to like look for me. And um, I remember recording... Um, I roughly remember recording Redemption and just being through, like, be, being, at, like, the worst part of my, um, of, like, just, I was in, like, the worst place ever yeah. and and, um, and just remember recording that. And don't really, like, honest, truth be told, I was high. I was, like, really high and, and just, like, completely out of it. And, um, yeah, just don't actually remember recording redemption that much but like it, it did happen but yeah it was just so interesting like knowing that there's all these sort of stories and there's all this like history to, to all that sort of stuff and just remembering it. yeah but, um, I yeah. started
0: to smile when you were telling that story that it was like it's funny but it's not at the it was same so time messed up. yeah it was just yeah. so messed
1: up it was like it's such a and because I'm like in such a different place now as well it's mm-hmm. funnier to me to like think back to to the fact that like you know that's that's where I was at and that's sort of like um the state i was in um at that time but yeah
0: so how did you arrive at your current sound i first of all you're known for your live band you've got you know horn sections and guitar and bass and kit drum on your albums on your on your songs we'll call it songs cause you just have one album out um how much of that is, do you actually have like real musicians come in or do you sometimes use samples to fill in the blanks? Like what is the, the process like to create that rich 70s soul sound?
1: Um, I, I normally, yeah, normally it's, it's there, there is, there's never, there's, there's, there's never a, there's never been a single song that I've created that has not had more than two live instruments on it. I can't make can't make anything if there's not like live instruments on on. I don't I like it took me a really long time to get into the whole like.
0: It sounds expensive, Sam. Like, that's 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 what I'm thinking of right now.
1: By the t- like being independent now and having to. Uh, and seeing the budget like well, not the budget seeing the like the prices for this i'm like oh okay cool I, i'm i'm spending a lot of money on this crap <laughs> yeah but like i yeah it's i gotta do it i can't i can't um it can't not be live for me um i've gotten way more used to to like things being uh digital and and, and stuff on 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 a record but i can never have a I can never have like, a, yeah, more analogue or whatever, but like I can never have a full on uh, piece of production on my music that isn't, um, yeah, that doesn't have a, a, a moment of like live uh, instruments instrumentation on it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's super important to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it was great. It was great doing it for, for the album and and always just bringing in, because normally I, w- I would like play most things between myself and, and um, my producer, Josh Grant we would normally like play most of the instruments and stuff. And I think with this record, I was just like, oh, do you know what? I just, I want to hear like some of my friends just be on this. Like I'm not, you know, the I'm not the best musician that I know. Why would I try and play everything on this? And so, yeah, we just got friends to come in and, and like, yeah, just contribute as much as like, whether it's something really small or really big, people we just we just got people in on it, yeah.
0: And you can concentrate on your vocals too with that with other people playing the music.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um and yeah, it was just and writing as well. And I think cause most times you're just you know just trying to do or be everything and it's like, nah, let me let me take like a backseat now and actually, you know, let them you know express themselves on on these records and it's i mean i i love it i love watching them or just love seeing oh yeah I can contribute imagine. and bring it back it's like the most exciting thing ever yeah so uh, yeah it's been fun it was a lot of fun
0: and you're you're vocally you're known for this soulful voice but also this little bit of a rasp to your voice yeah. Were you one of those were you one of those kids who had a rasp to your voice even when you were like eight years old or Dude, I don't remember
1: what i I don't remember what I sounded like when I was a kid I think i'm assuming it was like really high pitched and maybe there was a bit of because my dad's got a bit of a husky voice as well yeah um so i think I think it was always like it was always but I, it was always there but it was just kind of like because I've not got the thing I've noticed or what I've learned about my voice is I've not got a Deep, husky voice. So then no. was like
0: it's yeah, kind of in between, a, like a higher tenor, and then a real like husky, husky. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I've I've recently realised that, and I, it helped in regards to like my range because I was like, oh, I can hit like, you know, knowing I think just that knowledge made me more aware of like the fact that I could then just attempt things that you know I probably thought I couldn't before because I was just aware of the fact that like my you know I've not got a deep um I've not got like yeah really uh it's not like a baritone um or anything so yeah just um it's fun just playing around with it but yeah I think it's funny I feel like some days I don't even people say it's like your voice is husky and I'm like well I I don't notice but um yeah (laughs) it's uh yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I love, yeah. I love it. I love, I mean, I love that tone of voice anyway. Um, if I could, I'd, it would be a deeper and more huskier voice. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with what I, what I'm Yeah. Working it's working out. It's, working out. it's so, working out for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you posted on your Instagram a while back, you did this ad for North face and it mm. was sort of like a miniature documentary, which I, I love, commercials that are sort of miniature documentaries because if you're going to do do a commercial you might as well make it a cool little short film you know
1: exactly exactly Instead of just you standing
0: there in a coat like look how cool i am yeah Yeah. um and in that in that in that ad you you mentioned you know you're from southeast london and you kind of talk about the culture there um Mm -hmm. for especially people us us americans who don't know a whole lot about london the london area in general uh Mm -hmm. specifically your area that you grew up in how would you describe it
1: Southeast London. Um if you're from London, a lot yeah. if you're from like other parts of London, a lot of people look at South East as like the uh, we don't like they suck. Um <laughs> I think we're the most I think Southeast is full of the most um vibrant it's like And I mean, to be fair, London in general is, like, just, it's, it's like, culturally just so, like, overwhelmingly great. There's just so much to take in. But I will say that, like, and maybe I'm just being, like, super biased, but I do genuinely believe that, like, Southeast has pretty much everything. And then some. Like, there is just so much to to to, the, uh, to this side of London and and you can um, yeah I don't know it's just yeah it's just cool. a, I'm it's assuming vibrant. amazing
0: food too because that's got to be part yeah of it.
1: the food's great like some people like will come London and they'll be like I have, I have like friends that will, like come from the states or wherever and they'll like come London and be like oh the food is trash and I'll be like where did you eat and they would be like oh I like West and I'm like well yeah like mm-hmm. West like West is not where you're gonna find you know but it let me not say you wouldn't find something in west but like there maybe you in if you go west that's more like central london and, and stuff so you're going more around like bougier parts of, of, of the city and you're just gonna like you're not gonna get you know great food over there you're gonna get like pretty average basic food but yeah, yeah. Like if you come southeast,
0: yeah yeah. Can
1: do. Yeah. It, you'll, you'll it'll be, it's a bit more adventurous. That's, that's the, that's the way to put it.
0: Yeah. 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 And and yeah. what kind of venues, what kind of clubs or bars, like where did you hone your skills? Like what kind of gigs did you have early on before people <laughs> knew who you were?
1: Honestly, I was, so I've, I guess most people know this. I grew up in the church. Still, I'm growing up in the church. I always say I think it's great, mm. but um, that's where I learned everything. Mm-hmm. And then I think, in regards to sort of like entering into the more secular, um, you know, music industry side of things and actually meeting people in the in- industry and stuff, that was that was like Shoreditch and stuff, um, which is um, which is East London. Um, and yeah, I would just there was like. There were there. Were these um, these guys? They're they're just. I I feel like they were they were super ahead of like their time with what they did. They created this thing called like acoustic afternoons. I think it was like acoustic Sundays or something at first. And
0: sounds and, relaxing. It was, it,
1: it was really dope. And they would basically there's this Box Park place in Shoreditch, and it was just sort of like. Um. I don't even know how you really describe it, but it's, it's a really cool spot and they, we, they would just hold these performances there and they would invite upcoming artists. And it was like, really, it was really like championing, championing for like, um, up and coming artists and creators and stuff. And people that wanted to, um, you know, just have a platform or like a place to actually, um, be seen. And, um, yeah c- created this incredible community and and i just kind of became a part of that world um and just ended up being invited to to like certain events and stuff and would play play at these like shows and gigs and showcases or whatever and um, that really was uh, like i have to give so much credit to to that um to Acoustics uh, to acoustic afternoon um and you know so much credit to um alex and q who who curated that that um Thing and paved the way, it paved the way for like a lot of you know UK art, like London um, artists that are now like doing pretty well. So, um, yeah, Yeah. it was that was pretty. So, there was sort of
0: like a scene, sort of a you know, community built around that. So,
1: definitely, definitely like everyone that I came up with on that circuit is now like doing something incredible in music. Um, And so. Yeah, it 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 was um it was a blessing to be a part of it. Yeah. We
0: had um <clears throat> we had Ray Black on the show a while back, who also is um a Londoner of Nigerian descent, and yeah, we yeah, got a little yeah. insight into that culture. And one thing she pointed out was how hardcore Nigerian parents are when it comes to getting a degree, getting a good job, you know, living a successful life. So yeah. where where do your parents fall on that?
1: Okay, so my dad was my dad is an artist, so not like a painter, but he's a creative. So my dad is actually he was really chill. He was really chill about a lot of things. I him and, him and my mum were obviously very um they, they still um fit in and they still came under that um umbrella of Nigerian African parents are like, you gotta go uni you gotta get a degree um and so I I I um went and I got a degree um and I think honestly it was mainly though because I just didn't know what else I was gonna do so I was just like let me just like spend three years in this place and see what happens and that is honestly how I ended up becoming an artist was because of like I because I just spent three years in uni and met a bunch of people there but um yeah my my dad yeah he used to be he was a director and and uh Writer and, and um, actor in Nigeria, so
0: wow! It wasn't, yeah. Do you have any uh, desire to be because you because you have your music videos have some acting in them? They have some plots and stuff. So do you have? Yeah. Will we see you in a BBC sitcom anytime soon?
1: <laughs> um, I'm opening up more to, to the idea of acting and like I mean, I love. I actually prefer writing. I love creating stories. So even like working on those music videos was a ton of fun because it was like, it gave me an opportunity to like come up with concepts and come up with ideas and, and, mm-hmm. you know, create worlds.
0: Yeah. I I love the, the chicken wings video that you recently, like, you sort sort of recently put out, I guess it's been out a while, but you know, cause you do create it. I feel like I want to watch a TV show that takes place in this chicken wing spot, you know? Yeah. so. So how much would be fun was that to kind of put that together stuff like that that like that would actually be a lot of fun do you have a do you like actually... have a creative team that you work with to make to make those music videos or is are all the ideas coming from you
1: yeah um i normally yeah i, I normally come up with everything with uh with jim uh jim pilling who, who directs who's directed all the videos so yeah we'll normally just sort of like go back and forth with each other on, on ideas and concepts and just yeah it's like it's so much fun and um I love doing it. So I could definitely see myself diving into it a bit more.
0: Yeah. And you had these yeah. little, you had these little, uh, little short video promos for the album that's coming up and sort of things. So like aesthetics yeah. and, and video, that's, it's cool that you're kind of mixing that all together. Yeah. yeah. I'm just
1: trying to figure it out. It's like, it's such a cool thing and I love it. And I love seeing like my favorite artists doing it. And I love seeing, you know, I mean, I'm a movie fan and a like TV show fan. So I just love like film. And so, um, yeah, watching, those sort of things and then trying to like come out of it myself is just like sick. So I'm yeah, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd for it.
0: Well, yeah. I'll ask kind of, this is kind of a silly question, but yeah, this video where you're at a chicken spot, if you could open up a restaurant yourself, cause maybe you'll become wealthy and famous enough to open, you know, Sam's whatever Multiple. restaurant, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind of restaurant would it be?
1: it would be a mixture of like my favorite types of food and like from different, you know, so it'd be like, I don't know, like fast food restaurant stuff. And then it would be like, um, you know, African, you know, Caribbean, um, vibes as well. And, uh, Italian, I love Italian food. And I love Thai. It would just be a mixture of everything.
0: <laughs> Thai, Italian, Caribbean, uh, African cuisine. So get your, your uh, cheeseburgers and jerk chicken at the same place.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes you don't want to have to travel like a million miles just to find one, you know, one of those things you want to just have all those options there and be like, this is what I feel like today. Oh, you guys have it sick. I'm going to get it.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe you got somebody with you who wants pad Thai and then you want spaghetti and meatballs. So you got both of it right there. Exactly.
1: Now we're talking, you see, so it's like, just give the people everything that they want.
0: If there are any restaurant investors out there listening or watching, you know, here's golden opportunity to get in at the ground
1: floor. Yeah, man. I feel like, I feel like this is, this is genius. We're we're onto something right now.
0: Yeah. 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 That, era of 2015-16 uh where you kind of first broke out you did uh two really big tours one with chance the rapper one with tori kelly when you look back at those tours what memories do you have how do you feel about that that time period that must have been really wild that you were pretty much just starting out and you were thrown into this into this world yeah
1: it was cool i was like 20 21 i can't remember i was i was young um, and so it was just, it was, lit. it was just like dope being able to um, travel the world uh, and just see different parts. And like, I don't know, it was just always the thing that I wanted, I guess. Let me not say it was always the thing I wanted to do, but it was something I was always intrigued in. And then to just be living that type of life. And, you know, I just, I literally just graduated from uni. So to have like graduated from uni and then immediately go on tour. Um, and then like spend like three years of your um, life just doing that and, and yeah just playing music and with your like I was touring with like my best friends as well so like just being with like the closest people and my favorite yeah. people in the world and just like yeah traveling everywhere and doing that at the age of 21
0: um, yeah yeah well, what's funny about that funny. is when I think of Chance the Rapper, Tori Kelly, they're very different artists, but one thing they kind of have in common is they're both kind of wholesome. Like they're not yeah. known for being wild party people. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. are but you're you're kind of in between. I feel like you're sort of a party guy, but sort of like where are you at on that right uh, now? I'm
1: I'm I'm like the least party guy I know. Um, oh, okay. I yeah, I used to be. Um, I I definitely had my moment where where I was like where I was like oh yeah this is fun great but I'm just I'm I am just i i i would rather um sit down and like I don't know enjoy a meal or just like hang with with like friends and stuff but yeah, I'm, watch, like, some
0: yeah. Watch, some watch some shows watch some streams some
1: shows yeah I'm a re- like I'm really boring I'm
0: what what are, you, what are you what are you watching movie. right now what what's what's on your Netflix what's on your jeez um.
1: Or did I just watch the um So, okay. I just started. I didn't just start it. I watched it in like this, but I didn't have much time because I, I, I had to get back to work. So I just kind of binged watched Euphoria. Okay. I had never seen it before. Gorgeous, but it was like depressing as hell.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not really uplifting like a, show.
1: It's a really depressing. And I watched it at a point I wasn't in like a, I wasn't in the best state of mind as well. So it was just it made it worse mm-hmm. watching it. So I don't know if I need to go back and watch it again now that I'm like in a better place. But I I just loved and appreciated the, the entire like visually it's amazing. Oh yeah, the aesthetics you know I mean? of it are gorgeous. The aesthetic is incredible. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, i am i am i am watched the new episode of the new season the other day. And loved it. But was like, why were there so many penises in the, in the one episode? <laughs> it was just so many dicks. It was so weird. Because it's
0: HBO. You got to have I dicks. Know.
1: But like yeah. HBO, Game of Thrones didn't even have that many dicks. Like Game of Thrones <laughs> didn't even have... I, I feel like most people are like, oh, Game of Thrones was like really nudie. And it was like, it wasn't that... Like there's been way nudier shows, um, but yeah. Well,
0: I I can see an executive, you know, they're they're developing the show in the boardroom, and the guys like uh, whoever it is was like, you know what we need? We need more dicks. If we more can dick, make a show yeah. more dicks,
1: that's always been my thing as well. Was like HBO's always just kind of done that. They're just like, oh, here you go, nudity. Why? You know? Yeah. Um, you
0: paying for it. You might as well get a little bit.
1: <laughs> you know. Pay for it. Yeah. Just get yeah. The flash. Flash. Everything. I don't know that yeah, that, that was my only gripe with it. It was just like why why so much nudity in uh in, in that one episode? It's like we're in for a treat now for like the rest <laughs> of this season. If that was episode one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it's uh but I like I love it. It's it's a, it's a really it's a beautiful show. And I yeah. mean Labyrinth's, like like I the one thing I remember just geeking out over so much was um the soundtrack like labyrinth goes in on that soundtrack man it was it's stupid i yeah i, I yeah it's it's, dope. it's definitely a dope show yeah,
0: yeah 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 the mistake i make is is i watch really intense stuff right before bed and then i'm just like why did i do that
1: i'm the same yeah it's like i'm like yeah i've got to chill with it because it's like just not it's not a, it's not good yeah
0: before we, we go, Sam, I, I got to ask you about your breakout song, Broke, which mm. has racked up so many streams and I'm sure you're tired of it at this point, even though it was kind of your, your, your the one that kind of made,
1: made it, it. out. You know? know.
0: Yeah. Um, did you have, when you recorded that song, did you know kind of where, what it could be or was it a complete surprise to you, the success of it?
1: I was pretty surprised. I made it and I was like, this is fun. Like I like this song and its jokes. Like this is great. Um but yeah, the it was it was weird. It was definitely weird to put it out and see people just instantly gravitate towards it. And like I we it was weird because it was so natural we didn't do much, honestly, for um from like uh I guess Marketing perspective, and I, like I don't really remember what we did. I just remember we kind of I made the song, we did the video, which was like really simple as well, and um, then put out put it out, and everyone was just like, "Oh, we love it." I was like, "Oh, sick!" Bro,
0: great. Well, and the song is kind of self-deprecating. You know, you're yeah. kind of poking fun at yourself. Yeah. Did you have any worries about being like? you're going to be like that kind of guy or did you you know have any worries about that no
1: not really i kind of was just like i'll just make another like i mean i mean honestly i really didn't care because to the point i made still <laughs> yeah what yeah i, mean? I would say
0: you made a sequel to it yeah
1: yeah i just thought it was amusing and i wanted to like find smart ways of getting the message out there do you know what i mean and just like yeah, I just wanted to fight. I wanted to tell a story. I wanted to do it in a fun way, but I also wanted there to be like something behind it. I didn't just want it to be like a you know really silly, funny, um, story or concept or whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no one's like coming up to me and being like, "Oh, you're the broke guy." So, excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too worried about it. I'm. I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful no. for it. It's crazy.
0: You know, I didn't. I didn't know you were English until like recently. I thought you were American. Yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) I discovered you because broke came up on my YouTube algorithm. You know, the suggestion. Oh, crazy! Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I did. I didn't hear you talk. All I knew was your was your singing voice. You know, that's mad. I. It's funny because like I didn't do it deliberately, but
1: like no, there weren't. There wasn't a lot that people could see of me actually speaking for a long time. So most people for for a while was just like, oh, we didn't know you were english and i think i might have done shows as well where like people suddenly met me and they are like
0: like like idris elba did so many american parts that people in america wire, yeah. like, idris elba yeah, was yeah, american yeah. for a long american,
1: time yeah yeah. Um, yeah i'm trying to yeah i'm trying to like do that then i'm just trying to deceive all of you <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah well so thank you so much for joining us on the show and, thank you, man. and congratulations on the album it's out uh, January 28th. So, or it's already out right now. There's the album cover, which is a sick album cover. Um, Oh,
1: thank you, man. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Tell us about that album cover real quick. Is that a, is that a special suitcase you're holding or, or how did you make um, that? It is,
1: it is, it's just a suitcase. And I basically just ran and swung my arms a bunch of times. Um, and, oh so there yeah, was like really
0: multiple like, photographs taken and that was like the best one that like yeah
1: there's yeah. like a lot of shots and i i remember um, it's based off of a, a a, this really cool shot i saw and i was just like okay that's sick i just want to remake that um and yeah it, it ended up becoming this and so i'm really i'm actually kind of weirdly proud of it i um edited yeah, it great. myself and everything so i was just like yeah cool i'm I'm a photographer
0: and I appreciate like the, the composition, the, the splash of red in the middle oh, and the and everything. So yeah.
1: Thanks man. Appreciate that. I mean, you're yeah. not coming from a photographer. So yeah, <laughs> thank you.
0: And, um... All right. All right, man. We'll let you go. I mean, I'll let you go. I'm here by myself. I'll let you go. Thank you so much and <laughs> you, on the album and we hope thank to see you out on tour, come to the States, play some shows in the yes. States yes, and yes, uh, yes, hopefully yes. see you on TV on the, are on the telly as as they say. Hopefully, yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think you might see me soon. So I'm I'm pretty pretty excited to yeah to get out there at some point. But yeah, thank you, man. Really appreciate it.
0: All right, we'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you.
0: All right, bye. That was Sam Hinshaw. His new album, Untidy Soul, is out January 28th. That's it for me. We will be back next week. Dimmy will be back next week. And until then, you can uh, listen to all our past episodes on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts and watch clips and episodes on Facebook and YouTube and our TikTok as well. So until next week, we'll see you later.